one knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome everybody to the show, Big Dave and Joe. And we will talk about several things going on in the world of poker. A lot of stuff going on down here, obviously. The Seminole Hard Rock uh, open Did they there. have something big going on Yeah, over they there? do. They got a <laughs> brand new poker room. We got an interview that we'll go to in just a couple of minutes with Tony Burns, who is gotten a promotion over there. He's not the ter- tournament director there anymore, but I don't believe they've replaced him yet. Uh, he is now the marketing director of poker for the Seminole Gaming. So not only does he oversee the tournament's at Hollywood, but also Coconut Creek, Tampa, you know, and the other smaller tournaments they have. I think uh, Mockley has Also, they're encompassing well. all their properties into one well, marketing as, director as because they've all exactly. stood on their own in the past. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they just reopened a, a big, I think, $750,000 or $750,000 uh, expansion at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock uh, Poker Room, brand new room over there, a uh, new hotel over there. Um, that doesn't sound right. Seven hundred fifty million. That's that for the that heart, for the right. guitar, for the guitar. Oh, no, for for Tampa. Oh, for the Tampa room the over mi- there. Yeah, Hollywood room. One point five. I was just going to say. I think you're still short there. Yeah, one point one point <laughs> five billion. Anyway, you can see it from all over town here, and we have been able to for quite some time. But now they started the light shows every night. It's I don't pure, know if you've seen one well, of those. Well, put it this way: uh, Thursday Thursday night, my wife and I went to see a comedian named Bill Engvall at the Broward yeah, Performing uh-huh. Arts. So we came through the Turnpike. You know, it was all lit up. That was their opening night. And I heard from friends that it took from from um, from four, um, university. No, I'm sorry. They said university. No, uh, 441. Excuse me. 441. That they were on there to get to the old parking lot took them over an hour and a half wow. when they were literally, what, a quarter of a mile to three, three you know, maybe half a mile from there. Well, the opening was base, basically set for like 5-ish, 5.30. And I went early uh, to cover it as a member of the press. Uh, I went about 3.30. And it was tough getting in. The Lucky Street Garage, which is the one that is on the north side, right. was completely full. Locked That's off. what they're saying. So they had to go to the so old I, so one. I went to the old one. And uh, there was a few spots upstairs uh, that were available on the top floor. But the place was absolutely jam-packed. Uh, it was a tremendous opening. We'll get to the interview with Tony, and I kind of want to kick things off with that. But they did have the special uh, red carpet with the celebrities, uh, music celebrities, uh, movie stars, actors. Uh, Johnny Depp was there, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Kim, Chloe uh, Kardashian, uh, the, some of the music people, Joe Perry, the uh, guitarist for Aerosmith, uh, Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy. They had the the Chainsmokers, which is a new kind of country band that's uh, very popular right now, and Ryan Cabrera, a few other music people like that, and then a lot of models and that sort of sort of thing as well. So it was pretty cool, and uh, I had to come to Dania to work, so I did, wasn't able to stay too long. But I saw all the videos on the uh, on the highlights of the uh, of the lights, which is unbelievable. The, the light show they'll be there every night, and then they had a guitar smash with all the. Uh, managers of, from the Indian tribe and and uh, out by the pool and 
Yeah, I guess things started about six. And How does it look inside, like where they used to have all the restaurants? Is that all now part of the hotel? Yeah, it is. Uh, I guess they're going to have another area as well because there's this area called Bora Bora, which is like basically these cabanas around with a pool uh, in the in the moats and pools around them. So that's out there as well. But inside the uh, Guitar Hotel in the connecting area, there's a bunch of shops. In fact, when you there's a right in the hotel lobby something called the Oculus, which is a light show with water coming down from the right. ceiling, and they can project things onto the water, and then behind it is a big screen with a bunch of uh, really interesting stuff timed with the music and all that. So I'm, that's cool. I'm going to wait about a good month and a half, two yeah, months for the, for, the, you know, for, the, for the craziness to wear down, because... I'm not very good waiting. When, when, I, when I drove, when I drove for, for service, I, I drove at night to avoid traffic. So I sure as hell don't want to go in there to, to, you know, to face that. But so they don't have. They never brought back those, you know, like Moderanos. Well, and, uh, I, they do, they are going to have plenty of stuff. Uh, stuff. Wasn't like all that. open yet, but there's a lot of stuff inside. A lot of shops. Uh, there was a. Is it going to be all inside the hotel then? No, it's not going to be an outside so. thing like they I'm, used to I'm have. Not, I'm not sure. Which the is really I nice. Saw. I like that 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 concept they had before. They you know obviously had to use it to make this this beautiful the, the shops and some hotel. of the some of the uh, stores and everything that were in the hallways inside. In fact, on the way to the poker room from the Oculus, you passed a uh, Romero. What's his name? Romero Brito. Uh huh. He has a place in there and uh, the Brito artwork. Yeah, a bunch of uh, art galleries and st- stores and Brito's shops the one who does the heavy, the big set all people, the colorful, all the colorful big yeah, people. Yeah, like the I, uh, you want to laugh? The ladybug. Well, I, and I stuff. remember going into an art an art uh, studio with my wife and my youngest daughter, who at the time was like about seven or eight years old. She's now twenty four, but it was seven or eight years old. And if I'm not mistaken, Brito's the one who does the heavy set. You know, all the, everybody's l- rather large. The, the men, the women, the, right. the animals, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now that you mention that, I, t- I always smile when I hear that name, Brito, because my daughter didn't know I was standing behind her, and she's watching. She, she they had three of their paintings of Brito's paintings, and of course, everybody's huge in those paintings. And she just sits there, and to no one in particular, because no one was, ne- she didn't think anybody was there. She goes. Boy, everybody in these paintings is fat. <laughs> and there was a couple standing there watching my daughter. We all started laughing so hard. Kids say the darndest yes, things, Yes, they right? do. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about some of that stuff. I want to kind of start it off with the interview with Tony, because obviously we're going to take a look at the brand-new poker room. Uh, 45 tables, and uh, they had a cash game, which Tony talks about a little bit. So we'll, I'll finish that up, uh, and who else was there, but... Uh, uh, kick things off. Jeff Conine is a friend of Tony's, and he kind of hosted the game. And then Jason Mercier was there, and, and Natasha Mercier. Did, did Jason uh, play in the game? He did. And uh, I actually got there like three thirty. And, and what were the and poker? He had just Listen, left. I know you he mentioned the, the celebrities, the the, the the regulars, but what were the poker celebrities that uh, were there? Do you Jeff remember? Gross, um, Ben Irwin, who is the director of Thunder Valley. Uh, they had this rapper that played in the game. His name is Puya, P-O-U-Y-A. You're asking me. I had no idea I'm, who he was. I'm 60 years old. You're asking he, me. He had no, I had no idea who he was, and then someone said he had uh, a million followers on Facebook or something. Good for him. That's, he's from. That's he's gonna a, make him a lot of money. He's a Miami rapper, and uh, but I'm saying he any, was any celebrity players, like any of the big names, uh, not huge names, because they're most of them are in Europe playing right now in the World Series of Poker Europe. But uh, Melissa Singh is a pretty well-known player. Jeff Gross. 
Uh, well, Jason, obviously. Jason, Jason Young, who is uh, w, the Hard Rock Player of the Year for, for his finishes there, uh, and then a couple other players as well. But uh, Let me tell you something, and I, I will address this after Tony's interview and everything else, but you know, I, was, I was looking on the Bravo system, and uh, you know, their tournaments are just out of this world. Yeah, crazy. I, you know, we're, we're trying to set one up at, at Casino Miami, and I'm telling Jose, I said, I don't know how anybody can compete with these things. I well, mean, you said the they buy-in. had five thousand dollar high hands on the uh, opening day. Yesterday, yesterday supposedly, yesterday. and everyone was telling me they had forty two tables running. Wow. For down here with the comp- with so much competition around, you know. Uh, every room was suffering yesterday, uh, you know, with everybody chasing that kind of money. I don't know how big their actual poker room is. Uh, it's pretty big. Uh, 45 tables. I uh, and they're, so they're I mean, spread they out. They had 42 they're spread of them. out. So they had they had ni- like 97 percent uh, occupancy. Well, the there. day I went, they opened at 10 a.m. that morning. Uh, I was told that uh, the very first hand that they played, uh, a guy won the high hand with with quad eights. On the very first hand, the they very gave first a, like hand. one hand. The first winner was yeah, going to get a high some, hand. They had some carryover from. No, I guess they had the carryover. They do it every half hour. It wasn't the. It wasn't the five thousand. It was like maybe three hundred or five hundred or something. Well, they they have advertised Fridays and Saturdays. They're going to be doing from twelve noon till till midnight. Thousand dollars every half hour, and then Sunday through Thursday it'll be five hundred every half hour, starting at ten in the morning till midnight. So, you know, tremendous promotions, but I guess for the opening weekend, whatever, they did 5000 But, Dave, I'm telling you, I mean, I, I, we can address this once we come back from hearing uh, Tony Burns. Uh, you know, so especially, I, I, you know, I wish I had known that I would have asked you to ask him about some of these tournament things, but they got... Well, he's going to come in the studio and do a whole hour with us. Oh, outstanding. Either, either next week or the week after. Uh, you know, see. I haven't seen Tony since you and I did the show at the Isle, I don't know how many years ago that was, right, that we right. did it over there. Right. That's how long it's been since I've seen Tony. Well, his his uh, star is shooting into the firmament. Right, as well it should be. Yeah, We've absolutely. always known that he's a very talented man, and, uh, you know, and now they're recognizing it even more at the Hard Rock. Well, he, he was terribly busy, so I said I would keep it short, like five minutes. I actually did eight with him. but uh, What a surprise for our listeners Let's out go there. ahead and hear that. Tony Burns, this was on, on Thursday, the grand opening day of the Seminole Hard Rock Guitar Hotel and Brand New Poker Room. We're in the brand spanking new card room at the Seminole Hard Rock inside the Guitar Hotel. Well, not inside the Guitar Hotel, right next to it, actually, I guess you might say. Uh, that's something people are going to want to know. Where is it in relation to the guitar they see driving down uh, the turnpike? So when you come to the new poker room, what you want to do is park in Lucky Street Garage, uh, is what, what they're telling everybody. Today, things obviously a little crazy. From what somebody told me, the, the garage is blocked off. It is I'm sure I'm sure it hit capacity <laughs> at some point. So I just tell everybody, just grab a parking spot and find your way here. But it's going to be in the new promenade uh, area. So if you're walking across the new uh, gaming floor, what you want to do is uh, come up to the Oculus entrance, maybe catch the show if it's on, a uh, beautiful light show. Uh, stay to the left, and then come through the promenade area. Then we'll be on the left-hand side once you come down about a half a dozen shops. Lots of uh, opportunities to pick up some clothes or artwork or uh, anything uh, on all the shops right around here on the way to the poker room. Yeah, I was uh, talking to uh, Jason Mercier. He came by for the uh, Celebrity Cash Game earlier with, with Jeff Conine, and I was walking out with him and Natasha, and he just said, this is kind of like Bellagio shops meets Venetian, like this, but it's it's more than that. You know, it's... it's this rivals anything in the world, 
and I think when people come here and see that, that this is something special. I have not, I have not heard one negative complaint. Uh, I've heard, I mean, everybody just marveling at, at what they're walking into. The looks on their face today have been priceless. Everybody is, uh, is beyond, uh, beyond surprised. I've seen a lot of chins dragging on the marble floor out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, you know, people are just shocked. They yeah. are. They're just, uh, it's, it's eye-opening. It's, uh, you know, any kind of uh, words you can to describe it. It's, it's, it's more fantastic than anybody ever imagined from just seeing the light show on the guitar. Yeah, I'm at a loss of words. I mean, there's not, not many words that can describe it. I just tell people you've got to come experience it. Um, you know, you're not going to be disappointed. The poker room, 45 tables, uh, beautiful carpeting, chandeliers, as you might expect. But um, what's the room uh, going to do when the tournaments are here? Are you still going to use the ballrooms for the big tournaments? So the event center was actually converted over to the Seminole Ballroom. They did a renovation process on that after Lionel Richie finished up uh, in August. So, uh, actually, after we finished up in August, I should say, so Lionel Richie was in July, we were in August, and they've been working hard on getting that area converted over. Where the poker room was in Council Oak, they're going to knock that wall down in between, my understanding, and they're going to renovate that into another ballroom space. So, November, we're going to be in uh, the Seminole Ballroom, and then in January, my understanding is we're to be where the pre-existing poker room was and Council Oak. And then as you move down to final tables and that sort of thing, you'll come back into here maybe for you, a little bit? Uh, you know, I think we're going to still stay over there, at least for November, uh, let the dust settle kind of around here. Um, you know, part of the 45 tables, we do have a featured table area here. Um, you know, there's some, uh, uh, you know, discussions on what uh, we could do to utilize that area. But as of right now, the plan is to keep all the final tables uh, over in the event uh, center ballroom area. Well, one of the things uh, poker directors always have to deal with is, uh, you know, when they have tournaments, they don't want to take away all the cash game tables. So you guys don't have to worry about that now. Uh, you know, you, have, you throw the best tournaments, you have the big cash games and everything. So uh, it's the best of all worlds, really. Yeah, I mean, this, I remember when I first moved down here in 2007, and in my past life, I had to listen to everybody tell me the reasons why they didn't play at the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Room. And all of those reasons have gone away. There's now no reason why anybody should not play in this room in South Florida. Um, to go along with our tournaments, I think when everybody uh, comes in for those events and they make their way over here, um, they're going to be absolutely blown away that they're going to see something that that just it, it knocks everything else out of the park. You know, everybody's compared it to what it's a mixture of, but in the end, it's going to be its own. It's going to be its own identity, and I think it, the players will not. Like I said, I said earlier, they're just not going to be disappointed when they walk in the door. Uh, the cash game you had, a uh, little celebrity cash game. I know Jesus said Jason and Natasha were here. Uh, who else was there, and uh, how did that go? Yeah, so what we ended up doing is, uh, you know, my former days with uh, being uh, with the Marlins, uh, uh, Jeff Conine, uh, the idea was have Jeff come in, have the first ever hand that's played on table 19, Jeff's old number, wow. <laughs> uh, have him uh, be there for, you know, for that first hand. Uh, so what we did is we got Jeff, uh, Jason, and Natasha. Jeff Gross uh, is here doing vlogging for us. Um, Puya, Kevin Puya, he's a local South Florida rapper. Uh, over a million followers we found out wow. uh, on Instagram, so he's been here. It's been funny, I was walking to the promenade, people were like, yeah, Puya's in there playing right now, so it's funny that how social media gets out there. And, and uh, uh, Andy Slater, ESPN Radio, uh, in our Seminole Hard Rock Player of the Year, Jason Young, 
uh, from the 2018-19 season. He came and joined that. And, and a couple other, uh, Ben Irwin came all the way out from uh, uh, director of Poker Printer Valley. He came out and joined us uh, for the festivities. So he hopped in the game today, had a seat for him. And uh, Melissa Singh, uh, she won a WSOP circuit event uh, in 2017. She's been uh, grinding hard uh, the tournament and cash games, uh, and uh, she was also here today. So it was, it was a nice collection of players. They had a great time, and uh, we were happy to have them here. And they have lots of non-poker celebrities here for the guitar smash and the speeches and the big night tonight out there. Johnny Depp, uh, Khloe Kardashian, I know, is on the list. Uh, I also saw Scott Disick on the list. Is that a fist fight waiting to happen? I don't know about all that. Uh, <laughs> I stay out of that one. But, no, we were really happy to have the players that came here. But, yeah, I did hear some of those names that are going to be here. And it uh, should be a great cap off of the evening. Will you be participating in that, or are you too busy in here now? Uh, no. So I'm going to be wrapping up my night here pretty soon. Jeff and I are going to go around and show them a few different areas, putting together a nice vlog uh, for the overall property. And then uh, later tonight, it uh, looks like I might get to join in on some of the, the festivities. Okay. Well, good luck. You guys did a tremendous job. you got to be absolutely thrilled. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I've been with them for a little over four years now. And, you, you know, to see all the day one employees that have been here since 2004 and even before that, um, and the players that have been so loyal to this room, you know, they went from being inside the, the, uh, the room, uh, or excuse me, inside the, uh, the pre-existing hotel, uh, to being moved outside with that poker room and then coming back inside, but then finally getting this. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting for them. Last thing, uh, if I'd be remiss in not mentioning this, you got a big promotion. You are now the uh, director of poker marketing for the Seminole Gaming Company, so you have more than just the hard rock here in Hollywood to deal with. Yep, I uh, just got that promotion last month. Uh, really excited to work under Mr. Larry Frank, who is the general manager of poker operations for the Seminole Tribe and uh, Seminole Gaming. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just last month been traveling around, went up to Coconut Creek for their circuit event, uh, was there to help support them, and then went up to Tampa last week, saw the brand new uh, property, uh, the, the expansion, yeah, uh, over $700 million put into that property. Uh, they had the Pinktober event, so caught their 1100 300K uh, buy-in they had. Uh, nice turnout they had up there. So getting uh, to, you know, being able to help support all the, the, the rooms has been awesome experience. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to my new role with the company. So we have so many things to talk about. I'm going to pin you down about coming into the studio. I know. Before we got on, you said we got, i got to give you an hour. But uh, looking forward to talking more. Uh, it's always been a pleasure. And we got to keep doing these things. They, they, they keep getting better and better each, uh, each interview. Life is getting better. Good luck, Tony. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Good friend, Tony Burns. Uh, we've been friends for uh, several years since we started doing the show. Of course, had his uh, career over at the aisle. Was a nighttime tournament director. He's married and he has two small girls. Uh, when the children were born, he decided that he you know, just didn't want to live that lifestyle anymore of working till like 3, 4 in the morning for these tournaments and asked to go back and become a dealer again, which was a drop down in status, but uh, was more the lifestyle he wanted to have. Then Mike Smith left, uh, took Jason Heidenthal with him, who was the daytime tournament director, uh, asked Tony to come, and Tony had told him that he would at first. And, and uh, then with discussions with his family, felt it just wasn't the best thing for his family. So uh, didn't go up there, but uh, all of a sudden he got a call one day, and they were looking for a tournament director for the Seminole Hard Rock, and he stepped right in and just flourished immediately. Like I said, you know, we've had uh, Tony on the show many times. I remember he joined us when we did a live feed from uh, from the aisle for one of the tournaments. Right. Um, 
and he's just a great guy and 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 I can understand you know not wanting to uproot your family you know even though it seems like a career and look sometimes uh, some of the best opportunities are the ones that you don't take uh, just because other bigger ones have come come behind it so yeah absolutely and he's and listen he was recognized by the poker community with the he was up for the award um <clears throat> for uh tournament director tar- tournament director and again, you did know, not win, but you know. but but still to get nominated, what? How many poker rooms are there in the country? I think he's only been the tournament director there for three years, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and I, and he was nominated after just two, I believe. Maybe it's four. Or, or yeah, he did mention four. I'm sorry, on okay. the interview he mentioned so, four, but it was last year that he was nominated. And I'm telling you, and then you, again just, this year, yeah. So he's just doing a tremendous job, and uh, you know the gentleman that he mentioned, Larry Franks, that he's working under. And they're recognizing the talent. And William Mason, we got to mention, Bill Mason has uh, been the director of poker operations for quite some time. Right, Great I'm guy. sure. I'm sure he was one of the ones who was, you know, pushing for him when they moved, brought him over from the aisle yeah, to exactly. the Seminole uh, property. And you know, he, it's nice to see that night. Good things are happening to good people. That well, the ones that we know real down here. It's great for Tony. Like Bill Mason is a very sharp mind, but doesn't really enjoy being in front of the cameras and doing a lot of interviews. So he will often defer most of these things to Tony. Tony's great on on camera. He's great uh, on the mic, and uh, you know he's very well liked by all the players. Uh, it just has a reputation of being the guy that is fair with everybody but makes a decision on whatever the argument is and gets things taken care of. And, of course, he's a big guy, and too. You, you know, that's pretty <laughs> so, hard. So to, you can't mess with him. You know, that's a hard thing to do, too, because, you know, it's like I tell anybody, when anybody goes to a table, it's just, you know, and has to make a decision on, on a hand, you're going to make someone happy and someone upset, usually, and sometimes more than one upset person. Um and the same thing when you're dealing with disputes amongst, you know, your personnel there. And um, but as long as it's it's done fairly and consistent, you know, that the same decisions are made under similar situations, you know, going forward after one has been made, and they don't change it unless they admit to having made a big mistake. And that's a hard thing to do. And right. like you said, Tony has the respect of almost everybody that that has worked with him under him, you know. You don't get to that position without earning the respect, and and you know you have to deal in a, some tough situations. So Absolutely. For, so Absolutely. for people, I'm sure he's got a lot of people who respect him and everything that he had to make decisions that they probably weren't real happy with, but that just comes with the job. Uh, their next big tournament series over there is the Rock and Roll Poker Open, which starts on November 20th and runs through the first week of December. So that should be a lot of fun, a lot of big names coming in, and everybody wants to stay and, at the hotel. And let me, of course. Hey, you know what I heard about the hotel? Uh, they are already booked up for the Super Bowl week at 3000 a night per room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And they're completely booked up. Yeah, that's, that's I don't I I can't that didn't come from them. Uh, that was a rumor. Rooms, how many rooms uh, are in that hotel? Six hundred and thirty-nine or something like okay. that. Okay. Six thirty-eight. It's thirty-six floors, and uh, that's amazing. Three thousand dollars a night, and they're already sold out. Yeah, well. And here it is, November, mid mid October. You know that most of these casinos, even out in Vegas, their big money maker isn't so much the the casino as it is when they sell out these rooms. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. And you were mentioning, obviously, with Tony being the tournament director and now being the tournament uh, the tournament uh, marketing tournament marketing uh, director. Manager or whatever, right? yeah. 
But you know, I was mentioning this to you as we were as as we were talking right before we came on the air. You know, the tournaments that they have set up now for their are just phenomenal daily tournaments. It's you know, hundred and thirty dollar buy in with a thirty thousand dollar guaranteed. Uh, 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 a a double green chip bounty with a 200 buy-in, 20,000 guaranteed, and the winner receives a $3,500 WPT championship seat. Uh, that uh, that's on Wednesday, Friday they got the big stack again, another 150 for 20 guaranteed, and then here's another one, November 2nd, this coming Saturday at 10 a.m., $150 buy-in, 20,000 guaranteed once again with another $3,500 WPT championship seat. I mean, it's going to be tough for the competitors to compete with this. Absolutely. In tor- and, you know, at least as far as tournaments are concerned. I played over there on Tuesday night uh, before they moved into the new room. So I wanted to play one last time in the old room, uh, which was be- really a big ballroom area right. over there, and back by Council Oak. I played Tuesday night in a, in a 150. And uh, it was at a 15,000 guarantee, and uh, there was 129 players. I f- 125 players. I finished 29th. So did you I did pretty good. Did you get in the money? No. There was a, the money was. I think money was what, top, uh, 18? Top, top 16 or 17, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I was trying to milk my way down and uh, get in there. I couldn't do it, but uh, had a lot of fun. It was. Uh, it, some interesting people there. There are. It's a. It's a different crowd and. Uh, um, how's the players? Ca- how does the casino floor look too? Casino floor is beautiful, but they had already redone the casino completely. We had a big renovation over the last year. This you're whole renovation—you're talking about the old in, casino, no? The, you're, no, you're talking about inside the hard the inside guitar, the, the guitar the, shop. No, uh, there's—I don't think there's many machines inside the guitar. Uh, the old the poker room was expanded uh, to like twice the size that it used to be inside the regular hotel that, that's been there for years. Uh, that is still there, and it always extends out into that area where the shops were and stuff. It's a much bigger building now. Uh, I went into the Hard Rock Live, which is their new concert venue, 7,000 seats. Uh, Maroon 5 was there uh, the night after the opening, which was uh, last Friday night, and they have something like 200 dates booked for not only shows but boxing and MMA and and huge huge celebrations and, and now that sort the, of thing. the stage is a little different now. Oh, right? it's, it's a, a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's more like a regular concert venue with the horseshoe and theater setting and like three or f- three floors of seats. Uh, I'll show it to you on the break. It's uh, got a great picture, but it's nothing like what was there before, which was a square box, like a basketball arena. Yeah, or yeah, you had terrible angles yeah. unless you were on the floor yeah, right this directly is, in front of the This is first stage. class, and they have the latest in technology for sound. They said it just absolutely the place. The acoustics are incredible. So, um, you know, we're we're singing their praises as we often do, but uh, you have to be there to really take it all in. And the light show, you could spend a whole night just sitting out by the pool just or watching outside it. watching the lights on the side of the building. So similar to like when Bellagio starts their water show with the music and everything else. Yeah, but even it, well, even cooler than that because right, the but, guitar thing that goes straight up right. shoots up these laser lights. Uh, they have fireworks off the top of the building. It's just, oh, man, it's something else. Well, you know, they took after some of the beautiful things that they've done in Vegas when they've done these outside to just get everybody all excited about wanting to walk into that guitar. Yeah. And it's great because, like I said, we, my wife and I were driving by there, and it was about 7.30 at night as we were heading to an 8 o'clock show, and it was like, wow. <laughs> well, when you come in to fly into Fort Lauderdale, 
Yeah, uh, you, you can't can come miss in, it. You come over the Everglades. You don't fly over the top of it, but you're right within sight distance of it. And it's it's so sit on the right side of the plane. I'm going to tell people <laughs> sit on the right side of the plane if you want to see it, and you can watch it all the way coming. And in. if you come in at night, you're going to see the beautiful uh, laser show. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, it's, uh, it's like I said in the interview. It's better than anything I could have expected. And I expected it to be top notch, but uh, it is absolutely over the top. Anyway, uh, enough talk about that. Uh, let's move on to some of the other news. We'll take a break here on the show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the World Series of Poker Europe, which has uh, is kind of deciding the WSOP Player of the Year. We talked about Sean Deeb and Robert Campbell battling for the title. There's a new guy in there, in fact, is taking the lead. His name's uh, Daniel Negreanu. Daniel, Daniel Negreanu. So we'll talk about that. Uh, the main event right now, 42 players left, and we'll talk about some of the chip counts and some of that. But uh, when we come back, we'll uh, talk about uh, plenty of things. Uh, I have an article here. If we, I hope we get to it tonight, but we could spend a lot of time. We might have to save it. But our favorite new writer, the dealer chick from uh, oh, no, uh, I wanna, Card Player I Magazine. I want to definitely address this. You, you got me teased <laughs> on this before the start of the show. Okay, well, I we'll try to do this. it. But she talks about what makes a good down for a, uh, a poker poker dealer, uh, the best people, the best games, what are the best games to deal and uh, it's it's just so informative, and I would Joe could pick it apart sentence by sentence and well, agree with I, I all of, just about it, all of it. I was reading it, and I could address different things that have occurred either in my career or people that I've known. One of them occurred just a few days ago, so uh, I definitely would love to see if we could uh, cover that on the, on, in our remaining segments because we've done about half an hour yeah. already without a break. Well, let's take a break. Uh, also, the, uh, the election coming up in 2020 and... Uh, the political stuff. Really haven't heard too many thoughts on people about online poker, but it came out this week. Andrew Yang, with one tweet, just electrified the poker world. So we'll get to that when we come back and a few other things. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll return after these messages on the show. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. So glad we left that stupid party. No joke. Hey, baby, are you an overdue library book? Because you got fine written all over you. Oh, barf. <laughs> what about that girl with the hoop earring? Ridiculous. When she was dancing... Megan, look out. Look out. Oh, oh. oh, my God. Becky. Becky, are you okay? My arm. I think it's broken. Can you bend it? It's already bent in the wrong direction. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry. I only had a few drinks. I was just buzzed. Really? Just buzzed? Yeah, I swear. Well, in that case, my arm is fine. Ah, that's better. You're really okay? You're serious, Becky? No, genius. I'm not serious. Ow! My arm! It hurt! Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro, is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. 
race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Okay, welcome back to the show. Big David Joe. Andrew Yang, one of the Democratic candidates. Uh, there was 20 uh, for president. Uh, I think there's 18 maybe right now. I think he is polling about 2.5%, maybe like 6th or 7th in the list. Maybe maybe not even that high, but uh, I did read that. Anyway, uh, he came out with a tweet this week, a policy tweet about online poker. And really no one had even mentioned it. But here is, let me read the tweet. Online poker is legal in four states. The state-by-state rules are variable and push many players to offshore sites. We should clarify the rules and make it legal in all 50 states. U.S. players and companies would benefit, and new tax revenues could be used to mitigate addiction. So just a simple like that. Now everybody in the poker world is talking about it, and well, it now has some new fans. This is what we've been addressing for years, oh, yeah, though, Dave. But no one wants to step out and, and uh, say what they think about some of this stuff. I mean, it's not earth-shaking, but for a Democratic candidate to get out there on the stump and say this is great. It's amazing that it's taken this long for one politician. You know, they they quiver to to small small groups of people that are just well-organized to attack these things when I guarantee you... You've got to have 70% of of the nation is in favor of playing poker. Yeah. Well, a lot of, this, a lot of the responses were like, tell me something I didn't know. And this there and you that. go. But, I just, that's but, more or less but, what I just said. But to me, it takes guts to bring up some of these things. Um, his uh, tweet was retweeted 5,000 times in the first 12 hours, and there were 31,000 likes. So uh, I consider that pretty legit. Anyway, uh, some of the people just said... Uh, uh, there was one negative uh, comment by Ben Wilanowski. He said, if you weren't Yang Gang before the poker tweet and you are after, you're not significantly different than rich people who just vote for whoever will give them lower taxes. <laughs> not completely off well, the mark there. You but know, the, the poker community, Dave, has for years said, you know, we're, willi- we're willing to have you tax us, you know, and, and you're going to tax the companies. When winners win big money like they do at the WSOP, uh, you know, main event for the six, seven weeks that they're out in Vegas, you know, they get taxed on it. Nobody is arguing about paying the taxes on it, and yet these politicians just can't seem to get to, to get their acts together to to give the community, which is which is in a majority right now, in, in my belief. Uh, what they want, right. and, and, and it's ridiculous. No one's forcing anybody to play these games. And uh, again, it, it always upsets me. So I try not to talk about why why it's taken so damn long, and you know the stupidity behind that. And now state by state, same thing with the with the gambling. You know that now it's it's been over a year that that different states, and you know you know how well you know how quickly our state moves along. Dave. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I know it. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, and it's not going to be an issue that's going to drive him to the top of the charts on the Democratic side. But uh, it's nice to see nice that it he actually gets courage, some attention. Yeah, the courage exactly. to, to step out, uh, you know, step out on the limb there and and announce it that this is what we really should do with this situation. And you know, 
it's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to World Series of Poker Europe, which is being played at Rosvedov in the Czech Republic. Uh, they are in the main event, 541 entries at uh, uh, 10 grand, uh, 10 grand euros, uh, a little more than that, so about a $5 million prize pool. Uh, the chip leader at the end of day three is Julian Martini. Big lead, 5.9 million chips. Next uh, behind him, uh, big name Dario San Martino, who finished third in the, uh, of course, the World Series of Poker this year, uh, 3.897 uh, million. And third is Felix Schulze. And then uh, Anthony Zeno is sixth place right now, 2.3 million. And how many people are left? Uh, 42. They will come back tomorrow. Uh, a lot of names that I don't recognize here, obviously, uh, European players mainly. Uh, David ODB Baker is in the top 20. Uh, Alex Fox and is I'm still alive. I'm looking at a picture of him here on the Card Player magazine yeah, exactly. sitting on our table here. Uh, Alex studio. Foxen has 807,000. Uh, Robert Romanello. And I would say about of the 42 players, uh, I've only heard about like maybe seven or eight. So uh, a lot of uh, smaller names of European players that have come from around Europe to play. Anyway, that's the main event there. A few other things going on as far as uh, as poker goes. Um, they had, uh, I told you about the player of the year thing, which is uh, going on now. So Daniel has Daniel done has that well, that he's taken the yes, lead. Yes, he has. Uh, other later tournaments of the Platinum High Roller, I think we were at the final table last week when we were on the show. Cale Burns was the winner of that one. Sam Trickett finished second. And Hossein Ensan, the reigning World Series of Poker uh, U.S. champ, is in third. Timothy Adams is fifth. And Alex Foxen is sixth. That's that's the uh, the payoffs from the Platinum tournament, which was 100,000. No, I'm sorry, 25,000 uh, euro buy-in. Um, Phil Helmuth got to the final table of the uh, he- of the mixed game, the 25,000 euro mixed game championship, and ended up finishing second to a fellow. Wow, good for him! For to a fellow just named missed, just missed another bracelet, huh? Basim Hot was the winner of that one. Uh, Helmuth eliminated in second place uh, as uh, Basim had uh, uh, flopped a. Straight, he had Queen Jack nine seven, and the flop came ten nine eight. So he had flopped straight. Helmuth had an ace and a nine. So oh, actually there was two nines. So he no, had that, a, that a doesn't trips? seem like right. I thought he had the straight. So I guess he had. I guess he did have trips. Um, Phil had it at a nine, but he also had an ace, and he needed an ace on the river and didn't get it. So. I guess that wouldn't even help him, would it? I thought when I read this it was ten nine eight, but I could be wrong. Anyway, well, if it came ten nine nine, an ace on the river would have given him a full house. Oh right, exactly. Okay, okay. So uh, Helmuth was eliminated in second place. Dmitry Urbanovich finished third. Benny Glazer fourth. Julian Martini was fifth, and Daniel Negreanu was sixth. So that kind of helped uh, Negreanu jump out into the lead of uh, the. Uh, player of the Year, which is uh, ending up here shortly. Uh, I'm not sure I like the fact that they come out of the World Series, three months later they go to Europe and uh, to decide the Player of the Year. To me, that kind of forces you to play when you may not want to. Well, listen, 
the only people that are going to be playing in that for player of the year are those high-end players that I'm sure are being backed or sponsored by somebody. Yeah, I true. mean, you know, if you and I decided we were going to play in that and, and, and qualified for that, you know, somebody would somebody would be backing us up on that to take us over there. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, heading into the main event, uh, Negranu had uh, 39.71 was his uh, SOP player of the year point total. Uh, Robert Campbell, 38.57. Sean Deeb, 37.10. And then quite a ways back to fourth. And Phil Wee, Dan Zach, Dash Dudley, Chris Ferguson, and Phil Helmuth in eighth place. Anthony Zeno in ninth. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, I don't know how many people uh, really follow that very closely. But worldwide, I would think there's uh, some attention to that as well. Anyway, uh, they are playing that main event, finishing up with some of the big tournaments there. And uh, I guess it's been a pretty good turnout. Uh, there was a few events earlier that were not that uh, packed. So. Well, let me tell There's you, so much going outside on. of the player of the year and being that it's some of the some of our guys playing there, some known names, you know, um, it just doesn't generate the excitement for me at least that that uh, that our seven week run down here does in Vegas, you know. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's a reason why it's every other year now, isn't it? Isn't it every other year? Yeah, and they were alternating it with the uh, Asia Pacific, which I think maybe has gone away. It was not that important. Like I said, big. you know, that doesn't, you know, I hate to say this. I don't mean to be a homer, but, you know, the big, the big, the big tournaments and the recognition, is, for the most part, is here. Right. Exactly. Anyway, uh, just kind of looking, it was 10-9-9 was the hand. So he had the trip nines. And the other guy had an open-ended straight every, any which way. Yeah. From the from the cards that you read to me. So So actually, Phil had a full house because he had a nine. He also had a four, which, uh, uh, which matched up on a river. So he had a full house, but a smaller full house. Okay. Wait, because you mentioned that the man had a straight. So it wasn't a straight. It, it was, wasn't a straight. They both a straight. had they both had a full house draw. Right. And uh, they both got there, but Phil got there with the smaller one. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's let's go to the dealer chick, <laughs> Big Dave. Let's get away from these tournaments for right now that are not in our country. Let's go to that dealer chick. Okay, we got one article. more break to do. So you want to do the break first? Yeah, let's or, do the break uh, so we can finish up okay. with that because that's going to be that's going to. I like to discuss. We could actually do an hour, I think, on that. To be honest, uh, with you. yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, one thing I want to tell you before we go to break: the Deep Stack Charity Classic uh, is coming up on November the seventh. Uh, it is at the Isle this year for the second year in a row. Phil Helmuth, Norman Chad. Mike Sexton, Linda Johnson, and Jan Fisher will all be there and playing. And uh, tremendous prizes at this tournament. One of the great celebrity tournaments that there is. I'd like to make a suggestion. Did we play in that? Huh? Can we? Did you play in that? No, I did no, not. I played at the one you in Daytona. You played at the one, yeah. yes, in Daytona. Uh, but I was going to ask you, I have enjoyed so much our shows in the past with Linda Johnson, Jan Fisher, See if you can maybe get them uh, to do it, even if it's a remote interview. Well, they, we did one last year with both of them, and I will do it again this you year. You must have done that. Do you must have done that when I was away, because uh, I would have remembered that from oh, yeah. last year. No, we did. We did. We played interviews with both of them. 
you played Last, interviews, but you. But I did them there. Oh, okay. I'm not have them on the show. I, yes, I do remember. But so I, I mean, I, I think the problem is you just don't listen to my interviews. No, no, you, no. Uh, Let me tell you, I look at, I look to them live when you're talking to them, and I can ask them a question yeah. myself every now and then. So. Well, I'll call you if you got the night off. We'll go down and visit them. That'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, let's take a break. We'll be back with our final segment. We'll talk about the article by the Dealer Chick, the easiest game in town. She answers the question, what game would you pick? And she gets into a discussion of what kind of players make it for a great down. <laughs> anyway, we'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back to finish things up tonight after this message. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Okay, back on the show. Big Dave and Joe will finish things up with the dealer chick. And I, this is such a great article. When I was reading it, I was like, Joe is going to just love this one. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, <laughs> there's so many things about dealing that eventually you talk about some of the technique and what you need to well, learn and things like that. But she talks about everything that makes the job good and what makes the job horrible. And let me tell you something. Having talked to you about this, and, you know, I hate to mention this on the air, but, you know, our break-in dealers, which... You shouldn't even be close to being called a break-in dealer eight months after you've been dealing. Right. Have not improved anywhere near. I mean, and when I'm telling you anywhere near where they should be now, um, you know, this should be required 
reading. <laughs> As they used to say in classes, it's required reading. Here's your assignment. For break-in dealers, because I guarantee you, if I speak to any of the hundreds of experienced dealers that I know, we could probably, every single one of us could probably relate with 90, 95% of what she writes in there. You know, it, we've all experienced, if not exactly what she's written in, in the articles that I've read, something very similar where it feels the exact same. And her responses to these situations have been, I've mentioned it on the show, on air, and I've mentioned it to you off air. It's like spot on. I wouldn't change a word for for, for the most part. So exactly. this is really interesting. And some of the things that she addresses that you're going to go about now happened this week in my room. So you well, go at it and, and you'll let me answer when well, you want. The question actually was, what is the easiest game to deal? And if you were looking for the easiest down ever, what game would you pick? Well, she starts right off by saying what the hardest one is, and that is PLO, especially that, I've PLO said that, I have said that since I've been teaching people. It is because of the math the, that's involved in it. Right, exactly. You know, people don't understand that. But there that. are tricks. There are methods to it, yes. And but, but you have to be... It's not only tricks, because there are tricks to getting there, Dave, mm-hmm. but you still got to be able to add and multiply properly. I, I think the great line is he goes, she goes, uh, when the betting action is bet, raise, pot, 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 she said it's difficult to keep up sometimes, but by that time, the answer is probably you'll be all in. <laughs> Which is what I tell people. Now, you know, to give people an example, I had not dealt PLO Omaha in quite a while. I didn't really teach it because it wasn't a big game at the time that I was teaching. It was more something like uh, like Mike Smith said about Hold'em, you know, back in the 80s. It was the game you played for the championship and no, and no other time, practically, in most poker rooms around America. Well, PLO, we both know how it's exploded over the last 10 years. It's become the it game now, and it's become big money. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, you know, when I went back to dealing uh, three, four years ago at Dania... You know, we had a very big private game. That I'm, well, I call it a private game because it was an invitation game in the casino that, you know, pushing 60, 70, 80, $100,000 pots was commonplace. And it was all PLO. And what I love telling people is they would test the hell out of you, the players. If a player asked you, if you gave out a, 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 a oh, so I want to pot it, how much is that dealer? You know, the player's asking you. And you'd say a number, and if, if a player there, and you got to know this, if you're a smart dealer, you'll know this right away. What was that number that you said? When they're asking you that, that's the same thing as hearing, you're wrong, do it again. Yeah. Okay? What was that number again? What, what did you say it was? <laughs> and, and just, re, just, and, and there just are say, oh, I'm sorry, that, I got it wrong. There are good players that uh, are smart and, ma- and good at math that can do that right away in their head. I'm ver- I'm, I, I consider myself ext- you know, very good at math. But even now and then you'll mess up, you know, because you'll 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 add an extra five dollar chip, um, or you'll forget the number that was in there, you know. But again, she's a hundred percent correct. This is what I used to teach this to my dealers when recently the the ones that I've tried to retrain is just like she said. Usually, by the third pot after the flop, most players are in. Yeah. Most players are all in. They don't even have enough to pot it, you know, the second time or third time around. Well, how about her point that she says a lot of times they're just thrown into the fire, that uh, they're not really taught properly. One of the responses from a supervisor said, 
Uh, she said she had no idea what to do. The play, he said the players will help you. No big deal. That, well, that's terrible advice from a supervisor. It really <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. Especially opinion. because she said, yeah, he's they'll assist you, but not without making you feel like exactly. an incompetent ass. Exactly. And then coming up to you going, holy, you know, holy crap. Is this the, you know, can't you put, a, can't you put an experienced dealer, you know, you, a good manager, good supervisor in a room, Dave, break in dealers, you start them on the easy games, make sure they can handle what that that takes you know i equate this to minor league baseball where okay you know let's let's start getting your your feet wet in this particular then as you get better you move on to the one two hold them game and once you've got that label maybe you go to an aggressive two five hold them game and then you jump in now we're not talking about a small pot limit game you know i'm talking about before i put a dealer think about it dave you're in a game where the pots are Thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Do you want a dealer making a mistake for that amount of money? No. Yeah, you understand? Not. Absolutely yeah. not. You make a mistake, they get a little upset about a, a fifty-dollar pot, a hundred-dollar pot. They, they, you know, they, they. Sometimes it feels like you're gonna have a riot. Imagine what happens if, if you, by your mistake, you know, someone who's gonna win a fifty-thousand-dollar pot now loses it. You know. You know, you're having a riot on your hands practically. So you just cannot say, "Here you go, take 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 our most inexperienced dealer and do with him or her as you please," because that's exactly what's going to happen. And they're going to yell for them. I've seen this, Dave, and I guarantee if you talk to a lot of dealers, do me a favor, get this idiot dealer out of the table. They'll yell that in the yeah, room. Right, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just brutal, and you should not. You know, you're just going to, you know, kill someone who might potentially become a very good dealer. Well, here's something that you've always said, uh, that dealing poker is a very easy skill to learn, but a difficult one to master. Absolutely. And she mentioned something in her article there that the mechanics, okay, the mechanics are, you know, the, 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 the veins, the blood that flows through it, you know. But the heart is knowing how to handle the customers. Yeah, that's what she You said. understand? You have to, you know, before you could get to that part of mastering the, the players on the table, and when I say mastering, knowing their nuances, knowing how to react to how they do certain things, knowing how to respond to them, knowing how to get control of a table. This all comes with experience. And they're, Unfortunately, all, and they're all different, even if you're at the same room all the time. But how about if you're traveling on the But now, tour? listen, see, an experienced deal. Like, I get to a table... I let them know I'm taking control right away. But I don't do it in an aggressive manner. I, my style has always been more with a sense so, of humor. So what would you say? Okay. What do you for mean to example, for a new When you walk for a up new to a deal, brand new table. I would get into the table now. If I knew I was following a weaker dealer or a novice dealer, a break-in dealer, okay, I knew they'd take control. One of my quick lines is someone tried to take control. I said, hey, thanks for the help, but I'm not going to share my tips with you. That was always one of my lines. I've mentioned it before on the show. I, I run the game. There are dealers that don't have the personality, you know. Uh, I'm sure you've been on many of those tables, Dave, where dealer has the strong personality. It's not an annoying personality, but it's an overwhelming one. And, and it, it's almost like the teacher in the classroom. Right. Once, once the students know they can't step all over you, they fall into line. And if you're, you're dealing correctly, your mechanics are on point, okay, and you're, you're – suggestions to the players who have been getting away with it because inexperienced dealers are allowing them to get away with it and you're not going to put a, tolerate that. Well, same thing happens in a classroom. 
if the teacher isn't going to put up with, with, with the student's crap, you know what? Most of them straighten out, and the ones who don't want to straighten out eventually leave the table because you frustrate the hell out of them. Instead of them frustrating you, you frustrate the hell out of them. Right. And you do... I take control of the table, and then I try to make it enjoyable for them, you know, and I'll make my little comments, and especially if I get a quick little laugh out of it now, and, and, and I see smiles from the other players. That half hour for me is wonderful. She talks about the perfect down. That for me is, if I have fun there, before I know it, the, you know, the, the next dealer's tapping me out, I'm going, damn, I can't believe I just spent half an hour here. And for the most part, when I'm in that kind of mood and those people in that kind of mood, I usually have a pretty good, you know, financial down also. I'm getting tipped pretty well also. Right. Uh, she talks about the players that, that are, you know, we obviously know what bad the bad people are. We talk about it many times. Let's talk about the good players. And she says, I want a table full of players who know what they're doing. Again, you know, amen. <laughs> it's like she's preaching to the poker choir here. Who know how to make change without being asked. Exactly. Yeah, they, it, they're helping you without... You know, the table captain that I call, you know, that, oh, you can't do that, sir, and you can't do yeah, They interrupt the game where you have to stop them, and all they're doing is actually slowing the game down. Right. Now, other people will do this, and for some dealers, it's, it's, it's off-putting, Dave, but let's say, you know, these three people are on the end, and they're not going to race, or the Andes, people will make their own change and go, here, that's for the three of us. That's wonderful help. Dealer, I moved the button for you. Thank you. They're announcing it. You got other people who move the button. They don't you say think you think they're doing you a right. favor, but all of a sudden you got caught up in a, in a big pot and you move the table and then you dealt cards and you go, oh wait a minute, I, you know, I was never the I, you know I, I'm supposed to be the small blind or, or I was never the button. Usually the person was going to be the button, and now you've just lost time because someone thinks they're helping you there. She also says, give me players with a sense of humor, the guys who know where the action is, the ones who know what their options are, and the ones who don't whine about being carded. Yeah, well, listen, the biggest, uh, the, the most annoying stuff, right, and, and I'm seeing more of it now than ever before, is these people blaming dealers, you know, just, m they're miserable SOBs, I, I hate to say, use that word, because I don't like to think of anybody like that, but they get in there, Two losses, and when I'm on the table and they start with that, I'm like, "Is this your first? Is this your first time ever playing poker?" You know, I try to embarrass them, because, like I said, I take control of the table, and I tell them, "Listen, buddy," if you, and, and I've told them, it, you know, I said, "Listen, if you can't handle the swings, today may not be the day you want to be in the poker room," you know, and 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 again. Some of them have said, "Oh, thanks for you know calming me down." Others have said, "Hey, I don't appreciate your 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 little comments." Obviously, as a manager, as a dealer, I say I apologize. You know, you'd like to speak to my supervisor. There, there she is. They come up to me now if I say something to them because they they'll call me over and they'll make those little remarks that it feels like you're getting little poked with a little knife. You're you're, you're slow, a slow death of a, a little biting, uh, a little stabbing. And I tell them, listen, you know, if this is going to upset you, I would suggest you spend your time doing something else. Other things that lead to a good down, she says having good equipment there. The, she said she's short, so she likes a chair that will extend vertically uh, so she can still touch the ground. <laughs> That's uh, one of the ones I wanted to mention. She says, uh, give me a foot rail to rest my feet on. She says, give me cards that are easy to pitch. Give me felt that has the right amount of padding uh, so it makes it easy to pick up cards and shuffle, but isn't so worn that it acts like Gorilla Glue. 
Yeah, you know, and, and you hear this, and all experienced dealers will say, yes, and I'd also like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you, you're just not going to get all of that. But yes, every dealer wants exactly what she says, and she says she likes it to lean forward. That is the dealer's biggest problems, especially on these hold'em 10-foot tables. Yeah, absolutely. It seats like three and seven, you know, uh, and you ask, the, and this is one of my annoying things, and I'm sure I'm, she's mentioned, is these these people, and, and I, I swear that nine, nine out of ten of them do it on purpose. They purposely put their bet like about three inches from where their chips are, and, you, and you're constantly asking them to please push the chips in. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to tell you, I'm going to make you laugh, okay, because I've never seen this. And I said, well, Jose, this is your room. You do it what you want. But I kind of laughed, and I said, you know what? I'd let her do that, too. One of our dealers... It's a big girl, hard time stretching, and she also has back issues. So she now comes in. You ever see the back scratcher that has the little hand like yeah, this? Yeah. Got, well, she comes in with one of those, <laughs> and, and it goes like this, and she rakes in the chips with a little uh, hand. I said, as long as this thing doesn't have a problem. Well, well they have the big long one on the roulette tables to yeah, rake in uh, the it, dice it, and everything. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the, 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 the stick and everything, but this is literally a scr- back, back scratcher that's funny. that has a hand like the face like this, and she roll, racks in the chips from those angles like that. Finally, she says, uh, let's have uh, uh, the temperature regulated, oh my probably because it's so cold, cold in some of those rooms. She said, can we please have chips that are, chips that are not three shades of blue? Yeah, well, th- let me tell you, that's exactly. I'm, I'm going through that because the previous administration in our place, uh, I, I have no idea how these people ran a casino because our $5 chips are orange instead of red. Yeah. Our $2 chips are purple. Purple is a $500 chip in almost every casino in the world. And I can't believe I'm saying this, okay, for a person who's been doing this for practically 30 years. Our whites, if you tell anybody in the world, you know, whites are always ones. Well, these people, the chip is almost completely blue. So now I've gotten, I can't believe I've actually gotten, when I go to get chips to refill our bank and, and the podium, I'm going, let me have 800 whites. And I'm going, damn, I've dropped so far that, I've, that, I'm, <laughs> that, I've, that I have now, you know, given in to the obvious instead of just staying in with the, with the normal thing. And it's true, you know, that, that you really do want that. But the biggest issues that she mentioned there was the comfortable air. And I know that we don't control that. That's part of the casino. We have that issue. Yesterday, the room was freezing in the poker room yesterday. I wasn't working on the poker side. I was on the hosting side, but I'd stop in there. Dave, it was freezing. And Fridays and Saturday nights, it's like an oven in there. You know, we just can't seem to find a yeah, happy medium. Tough. And, and tough. you know, Also, shuffle machines, she said, uh, oh I don't have to have God, them, but if you give me one, make sure it works. Otherwise, I'm faster. Yeah, but unfortunately, she knows as well as, as any other dealer. It's not something that we have. Those machines go down way too often yeah, for, for dealers' sakes. And for customer's sakes, and I know what she's getting at, because once that machine keeps messing up, all right, it'll work fine for three shuffles, then mess up. Yeah. Oh, come over, fix it. Work fine for three shuffles, messes up. Well, you know what happens? You just lost two or three or four hands in the hour that you yeah, didn't make absolutely. money, the house didn't make money, and the customers are pissed. And they're even more pissed if they're on a time rate. Well, I'm sure we could do an hour on this. But oh, she, absolutely. She fi- finishes up the story with a last line that says, fulfill that simple wish list. 
and I'll deal go fish if you want me to. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really would love to know who she is one day. Yeah, I'll we'll find out. I'll, I'll make a couple phone calls, see what I can find out, see if we just dealt with let her, her know how much I agree oh, with she's her. That's great. Absolutely. Uh, you can check out the article in this month's uh, Card Player Magazine, and uh, we will follow more of her stuff later on. Thanks for being with us tonight. That's going to do us for the show. Uh, Joe, we got to get over to the Hard Rock together and take a look at uh, everything. That Let, me know. Let me know. Let me know if I'm not having surgery on my neck in the next couple of weeks. Okay. I'll be able to do that. Absolutely. Thanks for being with us tonight, Gio. Thank you for all your help as usual. We'll be back with another show next week. I'm Big Dave Lemon saying so long. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.